0: Dave and Ryan's movie review and action.
1: Everyone loves going to the movies. And while some are amazing, some are awful, fortunately, we have Dave and Ryan, two guys with nothing better to do than watch movies of today and movies of yesterday. So get your popcorn ready, silence your phones, and relax, because the show is about to begin.
0: Cue Dave and Ryan in 3, 2, One. It's Dave
1: and Ryan's movie
0: review, sponsored by
2: nobody. Welcome in to another Dave and Ryan's movie review. This is going to be a lot of fun today. It is. It is. And we went kind of Marvel centric this week on the show. We did. And we'll talk more about that. We went
3: down the rabbit hole. We did. (laughs) We saw
2: a movie that you know I thought I wasn't going to like, and I did. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a moment. But before we get there, we've got some exciting news, so we better go to Hollywood.
3: <gasps> Uh-oh.
1: Welcome to Hollywood Boulevard, a place of glitz, glamor, and dreams. Just kidding, this place is a dump. That's why Dave and Ryan come here each week. You get the news from Hollywood without fearing for your life on the Walk of Fame. It's This Week in Hollywood.
2: All right, first up, it's over. As of 12.01 a.m. on Thursday, the actor Strike has come to an end, and they were allowed to go back to work.
3: It's about time.
2: It's about time. The new deal, which is good for three years, but worth about a billion dollars, and uh, kind of gave both sides enough to end the 118-day strike. Uh, the Actors' Union will even receive a $40 million streaming participation bonus every year. Ooh, nice. So it's not what they wanted, but it's a start. Yeah, it's a start to get where they Step want to. Step in the right direction. Uh, with the strikes ending, you can look now for things to start wrapping back, ramping back up in Hollywood, and they'll probably begin to kind of reshuffle that uh, 2024 slate as far as mostly as far as summer movies are concerned. Um, Speaking of Marvel movies, because, you know, that's where we're going today for the most part. Uh, Most Marvel movies have now shifted. There's only going to be one coming out next year, and that will be Deadpool 3. Everything else Mm. got shifted. Mm. And you'll probably see more movies that way that kind of get shifted around. We've already talked about uh, Mission Impossible uh, Part 2, Dead Reckoning Part 2. So that's what Mission Impossible 8
3: yeah, I think so.
2: At a certain point, the you would Mission think they're going to be- Eight: The Resurrection. Yeah, at a certain point, <laughs> you would think that they're going to become possible.
3: <laughs> Never. It always starts Not out impossible. Not if Tom Cruise has anything
2: yeah, to say with it. That's a good point. That's a good point. So there is that that kind of gives us a little bit of hope going forward. They can get back to work now. And uh, things can skip back yeah. to well, whatever well, we normal still, is. We still
3: have a few good movies coming out this we year. We do.
2: We do what we got. And we'll be talking about them. Uh, what did we say? Napoleon is yeah, coming out. Yeah, looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to the Ferrari movie that's coming yes. out around Christmas. So
3: well, I know my little nephews are looking forward to the Wonka movie. Of course. Yeah, so so of there are ones. still a few movies this year coming out that Pl- will be good.
2: Plenty of good ones still out there to, uh, to be had. Um, it was announced also this week that Apple is said to be developing... A new, untitled Peanuts feature film. Ooh. All right, from Wild Brain is, and is it Peanuts be live Worldwide. Action? <laughs> no, it won't be live No, it won't be live action, sorry. Uh, it's slated to begin production next year. The new family film will see the gang go on an epic adventure to the big city.
3: Ooh, Peanuts take Manhattan. Uh, there you go. This is the
2: first new story uh, from the Peanuts since, I think, 2015. The peanut movie. Uh-huh. It will be co-written by uh, Craig Schultz, who is Charles Schultz's son, mm-hmm. and Brian Schultz, who is his grandson. So they're still a part of it. Uh, they also wrote the 2015 uh, Peanuts movie. The film's director, uh, will helm the new Steve Martino, will helm the new pick, and it will be produced by a two-time Oscar nominee, Bonnie Arnold.
3: Ooh, nice. So the
2: cool thing about Peanuts movies is everybody kind of always equates the Peanuts gang with holidays.
3: Yeah, you yeah, know,
2: Thanksgiving, my, Halloween, Christmas. christmas They they always kind of equate it with the holiday season. So it's kind of interesting to get a different story out yeah, there.
3: Yeah, my my favorite one was uh, when they went to Europe.
2: That one was good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what that one was, was all entailed. But, I mean, and that's the other thing about them. They're almost timeless. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about cartoons that were created in, what, the 60s, 70s?
3: Yeah, the, yeah. I remember every Sunday, you know, looking forward to reading the comics in the papers every mm-hmm. sunday
2: and and it wasn't halloween until you watched about and learned about the great pumpkin yeah
3: the great pumpkin which is that is that jack skeleton i guess i
2: i'm not sure but the other thing too is uh they also introduced the charlie brown christmas tree to the to the lexicon of the of the world
3: yeah, yeah. i actually had one when i was living in salt lake
2: <laughs> was it an actual charlie brown tree or yeah. did it just look like one
3: no no it was an actual it was like you know it was only like three feet tall and <laughs> bent over and just looked <laughs> that's all right that's
2: all right all right so we got to wrap up with uh the box office number five a new movie this week called radical uh, number four priscilla well, so, i know
3: i know jordan's really looking forward to seeing that yeah,
2: one. yeah five million dollars in its first week uh killers of the flower moon stays pat at number three with six point eight million dollars uh, total of 52.2 million dollars for its total. Great movie, go see that one. Uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, 13.6 million for second place, brings its domestic total to 166 million. Is that
3: close to what Barbie hit this summer? No, no,
2: no, no. And then uh, worldwide, she's at 231.9 million dollars. And that movie will probably play into into December, I would think, is what they're saying. And number one, once again, Five Nights at Freddy's. $19 million this week.
3: You said you started watching that.
2: Did you ever finish I, it? I, I did not. No. <laughs> eh. <it's, laughs> not your cup of tea? I'll finish it eventually.
3: I'll just ask my nephews about yeah. it. They're obsessed with it. But
2: it brings its total to $113.2 million. So that kind of gets us through our Hollywood. Now, today... We're going to talk about The Marvels. We went and saw this movie. Great movie. It I was. was impressed. It was a really good movie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And then when we spin into that, we'll talk about Marvel Television that's on Disney+. Plus. And I've picked one of my favorites and one that I didn't like so much. Ryan did the same thing, and we'll talk about that. And we've got to talk about why was this made, okay? So before we get to those things, we've got to have an honest movie review.
0: It's time once again for another Honest Movie Review. Today, we revisit the 2016 Disney Adventure Family Fantasy sequel, Alice Through the Looking Glass, starring Johnny Depp. You've been gone too long, Alice. There are matters which might benefit from your attention. Friends cannot be neglected. cannot be good. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton ruined the original Alice in Wonderland and all of our childhoods. This movie is the reason I applauded Amber Heard taking a dookie on Johnny's bed. I can't wait to speak with you again next week.
3: Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> taking my
2: kids to go see this movie because they really wanted to. And we went and saw it. It was when 3D was really big. Oh, yeah. And, and it was great in 3D, but the movie itself is not good. And we just talked about this the other day. Uh, the worst thing about this movie is that it's Alan Rickman's last movie.
3: Yeah, that's a shame. This
2: equates to Raul Julia in Street Fighter. Yeah. that I mean, it's just sad that this is you know the last movie on that man's slate. It's just not a good flick, not a good flick at all. Mm. All right, so stick around when we come back. We're going to be talking about the Marvels.
0: Everyone on set, shut up, shut up. These two buffoons are about to talk about a new release. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment one action. What's more
1: exciting than a brand new release to the movie theater? According to Dave and Ryan, nothing. They're the first to see it, so you're the first to hear about it. And this week's latest release is The Marvels, starring Brie Larson. Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. The Marvels, part of the MCU, is rated PG-13 and is now playing nationwide.
2: All right, so we went and saw this movie on Thursday, and I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it was really good. I I didn't care for Captain Marvel very much. I didn't care for the first one too much. Um, But this one, really, it didn't take itself very seriously. And sometimes I think that's what we run into with superhero movies.
3: Yeah, they're trying to be too over dramatic, and you know they're superhero movies.
2: It's true, and it,
3: but at the heart
2: of it, it's got a good story. Yeah, you know you've got Brie Larson, you've got uh, Tayona Paris, Iman Vellani, Samuel L. Jackson's in this one. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is in this. If and we're going to talk about Hawkeye here in just a little while, and Tessa Thompson, who was Valkyrie in the Thor movies, they're in this. There's actually one more person that I wrote on the list. But I don't want to say who it is because if I do,
3: that's spoiler alert. That's right there. spoiler
2: alert territory. So we don't want to get into we'll that. We'll just go ahead and
3: x that one out.
2: That's right. I would x that out. Um, great movie. They yeah they get their their powers entangled. Uh, it's really the Cree, uh, a member of the Cree, wanting to take back everything that was theirs. If you remember the Cree from. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Ronan the Accuser yeah. was uh, a member of the Kree. Yeah, his
3: hammer makes an appearance. His, in his hammer's
2: memory. in this one. Uh, you've got a lady that is basically,
3: uh, she's a zealot, I would say. Yeah, she, she was a, uh, so if you've seen the first one, the first Captain Marvel, uh, she was part of the the Kree Empire, and they, they were like uh, broken up into little groups, with that, and they all had like special abilities. That the The main villain in this one, she was one of those. Uh, before uh, Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, destroyed the, the 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 brain, I believe it's called the Supreme Intelligence. Yes, d- before they destroyed that. So y- you'll find out
2: a little m- more backstory to that. Um, yeah. it, it is, it, there are movies, There are moments in this movie that you will just laugh at.
3: Oh yeah, I thought I thought Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson worked well together. They
2: did, and the other parts of this movie—if you have ever wanted for a Marvel movie to go off the rails, this one does. Yeah, they're going to be. I liked it better than Cats, and that is a reference. And when you watch this, you will completely and totally understand what so I'm saying. So we're basically just hurting. We're cats. basically hurting cats. It's 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 stuff. It was a fun movie, and you don't really get that many fun movies. I mean, you get funny movies, but this was a fun movie to just go and sit in the theater. It's only an hour and 45 minutes, so that helps right out of the gate when it comes to a superhero movie. Um, There are so many great things in this, and, and you can talk to the effects and the CGI here in just a moment, but... Uh just the story itself is great. It's a compelling story. You've got um, Iman Vellani in this, who was Ms. Marvel from the Disney Plus series, so yeah. that ties into this. Uh Tayona Price plays Captain Monica Rambo. She was introduced in the Wandavision series on Disney Plus. So that ties into this. And I, I like how they start out to tell a story again. You know, we had we had the Infinity saga. Yeah and we always talk about that and then you you have to once that ends you've got to start telling another story and ho- thankfully now i think they've got the, the 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 mix right because they've slowed down on marvel movies we were getting way too many marvel movies and marvel television shows
3: yeah as everyone knows marvel's turning into more of the uh, the multiverse chapter now that after um uh, Thanos, uh, and this movie, you know, it's it kind it kind of hints at that time at the that storyline, but it's kind of more of a side story where um, you basically you take a step back, and you, there's this story, and then it kind of at towards the very end it bleeds in to uh, the the new uh, timeline.
2: The, the new timeline. This is more of along the lines. This movie is more. I would say it's more along the lines of like Guardians of the Galaxy movie because it's it's a cosmic universe is kind of what they like to call these. I do yeah, believe.
3: like, like uh, some of the things that happen in this movie will play a little bit of, uh, have an effect on the main movie timeline. Uh, just like, you know, with the, with Thanos, the Avenger movies was the main timeline, but all the other side movies, you know, some of the things they did in those movies had an effect on the, uh, orig- the, uh, the main movies. So this is one of those movies where, you know, it doesn't, you don't really need to know a whole lot about it. Uh, you know the overall the general storyline isn't has nothing to do with the main movie series uh, but um, there are a few little things in there, especially at the very end. make sure you stay for the end credit
2: scene yeah because that's worth the price of admission alone. yes and they say that the end credit scene this movie, what happens in this movie and the end credit scene it's actually a mid-credit scene so you don't have to wait around for the whole thing because there's only one yeah thankfully. but anyway, Stay for that, because they say that this movie and that mid credit scene ties directly into Deadpool 3.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so and it's going to be awesome. It's
2: going to be epic. Uh, I'm going to let you speak to the uh, the CGI and the effects and everything, and then we'll kind of give it a rating here. So you, you kind of take it away from there.
3: All right, so first of all, the CGI in this movie is just flawless. You know, Marvel has a good track record of doing... Uh, Really great CGI in movies. Some of their TV series, not so much. But we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, it's uh, they do. they introduce uh, the new uh, villain in the care in this series, and uh, she uh, what was her name? Tessa? No, no, I can't
2: remember what her name was. Yeah, but she's a she's a Cree. She's Cree, and she's basically a one and done. I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah. Well, she dies at the end. Yeah.
2: That's that's a spoiler, man. But anyway. If
3: you've seen the trailer, it's in the trailer. (laughs) You see her disintegrate. So. But overall, the CGI, the cinematography is great. The story and the actors, they mesh very well together, especially the scene um, when they're abandoning ship. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it's. (laughs) It is hilarious, and I gave this one uh, four buckets of popcorn. Well, there
2: was that scene, and then we also talked about the fight scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable.
3: The the, the first fight scene where they find out that their powers are interlocked, it's just hilarious. It is,
2: and it's, it's great. I gave this one three and a half. I like the fact that it does not take itself very seriously. It's not getting back into that old kind of superhero story. That we have to be this, and we have to be this, and we have to be this. Kind of where DC, I think, has gotten it wrong. Yeah. It well, just doesn't take itself seriously, so go, they're going to go out and have fun. So once again, three and a half buckets on this yeah, one Yeah, you, you know,
3: like, like with the, the the other movies, like Captain America, it, it's serious, but then it's got the lighter funny moments, you know, like when it's, you know, it's America's butt. That's right, that's <laughs>
2: right. So I would definitely go see this one. I may even go see this one twice. Yeah. It was, it was a fun movie to go to. I had I think,
3: I'll, I think I'm going to go see it again as well.
2: All right. So drag there you Jordan, have it.
3: We'll drag Jordan along.
2: There you go. Marvels. You
3: know, it, it, you know if you, you know not watching Priscilla.
2: And the other great thing about this, and we mentioned it as well, is that there is no, I did not get one moment of an agenda out of this movie.
3: No, it was overall just a, a funny side story.
2: Yep. So go ahead and take the whole family and go see this one. It's the Marvels now playing in theaters. All right, coming up, we're going to be talking about Marvel television shows. This is going to be a good one because this is what I, I really like them more so than the movies. And we'll talk
0: about that in just a moment. Hey, idiots, we're back from commercials. Dave and Ryan's Movie Review, segment two, and action.
1: Let me clue you in, our buddy Dave. He's a full-on fanboy for all things Marvel. We're talking borderline obsessed here, folks. Now, Ryan, he's a sneaky one. He's another Marvel junkie that keeps it on the down low because Dave just can't keep a secret. And why store up a pot of craziness, right? Well, let's chat about the rule pickle here, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's been shaking Hollywood up like a snow globe, but their television shows, they're more like a leaky faucet, drippy and kind of disappointing. So now we're ready for our very own Dave and Brian to bring in their two cents worth on Marvel TV shows brought to you by two Marvel nerds who can agree on everything except apparently everything. Buckle up, folks. As we dive into the wild, wacky, and sometimes woeful world of Marvel TV,
2: that's probably a pretty, pretty close, pretty close to definition of what's going to happen here. I'll allow it. I, you know, the thing about it is, I've got I've got Marvel series that I like, and then I've got Marvel series that I really like. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, I. I there are a few that and, and I've picked one that I liked and I picked one that I did not like. And you did the same thing. So we're going to talk with talk about that. I'm going to get this started with one of my favorite Marvel TV series. And it's it's Moon Knight. Okay, this was just six episodes long. And the reason that I like and we've talked about this before. The reason that I like the TV series is just like you're getting a six hour long movie.
3: Yeah, and, you know, instead of a three hour movie, it's basically a 12 hour movie if it's uh, an hour long and it's 12 episodes. You know, and the thing is, you know, Marvel did not used to be known for their TV series. No. Their TV series used to be horrible.
2: Yes, yes. Inhumans, and and, uh, (laughs) there were quite a few other ones. You know, the ones. the one that we, that started it all, and we'll talk more about those, uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and those kinds of things. We'll talk more about that before we get out of here. Uh, first up, though, like I said, Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac plays Mark Specter, Stephen Grant, kind of a split personality, uh, who becomes Night, Moon Knight. And it's kind of like Marvel's answer to Batman. He's a vigilante. Okay, uh, Spectre was a mercenary, and he was killed in battle, and then he was resurrected by the Egyptian god Konshu. Who is voiced by F. Murray Abraham? Unbelievable! If you don't know who F. Murray Abraham is, I'm going to throw a reference at you. You might not get. He killed Mozart. Ooh. yeah, there you go. Um, and then he and he picks up the mantle of Moon Knight. Ethan Hawke is the main villain, uh, religious zealot Arthur Harlow. This just has this. This series just had great action in it. It's got the kind of the the you know archaeology background in it. And it kind of follows him all the way through as he you know, takes on and takes out Arthur Harlow eventually. And I, I like this series. It was a great series. It's, Oscar Isaac is amazing in this series. And if you like, like, like archaeology and if you like Egyptian things and, and you still like a, a, a fairly well-grounded and written uh, superhero story... This is a great show. I loved this show. I, I When they announced it, I was very excited for it. And the cool thing about Moon Knight is they didn't try and shove other MCU characters down your throat like yeah, most of the other him. series. It was just him. And so, you know, they don't even know. Maybe maybe they don't even know that he exists, although I'm sure they do.
3: Yeah, I, I will agree. The, uh, the uh, choreography in this movie was just amazing. The fight scenes, all that. The cinematography was amazing. Um, the acting was great. I, there's not a whole lot I can say that's bad about this series. I know a lot of people didn't like it, um, but you know it is a great series and it fits really well into the uh, MCU.
2: And Ethan Hawke was asked why he did it, and I think that kind of hurt it when it first came out. But he was asked why he did it, and he said because he needed a paycheck. Yeah, but Ethan Hawke—that's that's not a good. Uh, no. that's not good. But Ethan Hawke is great in this series. The whole series yeah. is really good, and like I said. It's six episodes. It's an easy watch. You can burn through it in a weekend. And so that's my suggestion. If you want to watch one, uh, Moon Knight on Disney Plus.
3: All righty. Well, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And instead of going with a good one, I'm going to go with my bad one first. Okay. So this is one I just absolutely did not like at all. And it's She-Hulk. It stars Titania, Ms. I know I probably said that wrong. Uh, Ginger Gonzalez, Jamal, Jimmy. Uh, you know I'm I not even say these names because you know they're all really bad. But you know there was nothing really good about this this movie. The CGI was bad. You know they've made people into hulks before. Mark Ruffalo was in this and he looked good. She did not. She she looked like uh, it looked like the old one with um, oh, what uh, the old Hulk movie uh, TV series. Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, it looked like Lou she looked like Lou Ferrigno just painted green. It was the CGI was just bad. And the characters, they're not likable. She's she's very shallow in this movie and all the other characters are just not likable. You know, you can't have a successful T V show if nobody likes anybody in it. And the main villain, uh basically she wasn't really a villain, she was more of a stalker in yeah. this
2: series. Yeah, she's more of a side note.
3: Yeah, it's how how do you have a, a a superhero TV show when the villains just fanboying basically? It's the whole thing just is horrible. The only good part about it was Mark Ruffalo was in it and, and Benedict Wong
2: and Tim Roth.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, Tim Roth was in it.
2: And of course, see, but that's what we're talking about. They're bringing in other members of the MCU to try. Maybe maybe that's their tactic because they felt like you know what, this can't stand on its own. Yeah, we've got to make reason for people to watch it.
3: Yeah, well, well, She Hulk's character—she's basically this heartless lawyer that, you know, nobody really likes lawyers to begin with, and you're trying to make one into a superhero and supposed to be likable. Nobody likes her. It's just—it's just bad, and I do not recommend this at all.
2: I have two positives about this, just two. Okay, Um, one, and bringing in another MCU character. (laughs) Um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is in this. Yeah. Okay. The Walk of Shame scene. <laughs> one of the best scenes in the whole thing.
3: That's probably like one of the only good things about it. And then it. I
2: can't remember what her name was. But the shallow chick that ends up talking and hanging out with Benedict Wong.
3: Oh, uh, what was her name? I can't
2: remember. But that, that that scene between them alone is pretty good as well. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. As far as everything else is concerned, she was a lawyer to begin with and then you're going to make her a not likable character on top of that. I just didn't get it. Every time somebody talks about they need to come out with a season 2 of She-Hulk, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me?
3: I know I know that it hasn't been canceled yet. No. I th- I think they're going to do a second season. I just don't know what I don't I just don't see how they can redeem this at all. I don't know. <laughs> but all right, Dave, what you but got? As,
2: but as far as I'm concerned, um it, what well yeah, it's probably worse than than my not so good. And my <laughs> my not so good, and I may get some hate for this, but I did not like WandaVision, okay? Ooh. What they did with this is they kind of made it sound like it was going to be like an old 50s-type sitcom where Wanda and Vision lived happily ever after. Um, it deals with post-Avenger life, and she's trying to make a perfect life. And then you come to find out, it's pretty much all a lie. Yeah, she's it's having, something that she's having she's like created. a crisis, basically. Right, and as I said, you, you meet Monica Rambeau in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also meet uh, Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Woo, Catherine Hahn as Agatha, who's getting her own series. Go figure. Uh, it brings back Evan Peters, who is Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, and Kat Dennings, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies. Uh, if To me, it felt rushed. It felt shoehorned because what they were trying to do was they had to get it out there, because it tied in with doctor strange yeah, and the multitude of madness or the multiverse of madness did not like this series did not like it one little bit there were not really any even there was not even a redeeming quality for me in this series it just i i didn't care for the way that they put it together i i it felt like they were pushing this this series down everybody's throat and you're gonna love this and you got to watch this because the first ads that came out for it were looked really cool and you're like oh this could be really good and blah. it's not there's no i did not like it at all plus nine episodes it got
3: yeah well this i will say that this uh series basically i wouldn't say it was def- like a money grab it was more of like a forced uh we have to get this out there because a lot of people wanted to see more of wanda and vision because in in the avengers movies we got a little bit of it, but we didn't get a whole lot of it. So I think they wanted to give that to people because people wanted to see more of that story. And then, like you said, uh, Doctor Strange was coming out, so they had to, you know, tie that in. So instead of um, postponing Doctor Strange, they just forced this in. Like it basically, it was uh, putting a square peg in a round hole.
2: It's like, ooh, did you realize that the Scarlet Witch was a bad person? Yeah and then it comes out in the multiverse of madness that yeah she is.
3: Yep. We knew.
2: So, yeah, I did not care for WandaVision at all. All right? And yep. let's talk about the one you liked cuz I liked it well, as well. Well, well
3: in, in one the cinematography was all right in WandaVision, but and the special, the CGI, but other than that, yeah, it was just bad. So, my favorite uh Marvel TV series and probably not a lot of people like it because it wasn't, you know, like a big flashy one, but It's Hawkeye. I absolutely loved this series. You know, it's got Jeremy Rayner in it, Hallie uh, Stainsfield, uh, Florence uh, Pugh, Pugh, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Thank you. You're welcome. I always have horrible times saying people's names. You do. I know. But, you know, it's basically um, uh, Jeremy Rayner's character, Hawkeye. He's kind of at the end of the road for his superhero-ing and uh he's kind of retired but um uh back when everyone was blipped away uh he was he became ronin and was killing everybody and then basically uh people were trying to find out who he ronin was and his suits out there and it could be traced back to him so he goes out to try to find the suit um and i believe uh uh kate bishop uh who's haley um she finds the suit and um basically uh hawkeye comes and tries to take it back and it gets stolen a few different times and basically she wants to become an avenger she wants to become the next hawkeye and you know he's be, you know it's just like no 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 and then at the you know at the end they have their uh, come to heaven moment <laughs> so it happens and um i will say the main villain in uh this movie was amazing kingpin the, car- the guy who played Kingpin...
2: Vincent D'Onofrio.
3: Yeah, he did an amazing... He was also in the Daredevil series. He was in series. the
2: Daredevil series. Uh, he's going to be in the new Echo series that I believe starts like the 17th of November. Don't quote me on that one. Yeah. But everything and... and I, Vincent D'Onofrio was amazing as Kingpin in this.
3: Oh, yeah, he is amazing... Uh, honestly, I didn't see the Daredevil series, so when he first came on, I was like, "Ah, oh, really, Kingpin?" And then it was just amazing. The last, uh, the last two episodes, the big fight scene when they're on the on the skating ring, it mm-hmm. was just amazing.
2: Yeah, and if uh, that's that's one that you know, I'm gonna kind of give that an honorable mention. Is if you've never watched the Daredevil series. It's on. It's on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Uh, there's, I believe, two or three seasons there, and the Punisher series, both excellent, excellent series. And yeah, D'Onofrio was unbelievable in in Daredevil. A fabulous, fabulous actor.
3: Yeah. And, you know, and a good, another good thing about uh, the Hawkeye series, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of CGI in it. It was mostly practical because it had well, to be. Yeah, Hawkeye's not flashy or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, they only really. Uh, special effects they had, and there was towards the end, the fight scenes where he had uh, the, the pim arrows where he'd make things bigger or smaller. Yeah. So that that was only the real, the only special effects they really had, except for um, the first episode, it went back to the first Avengers movie. Right. When they they were fighting in New York, and that's how you, you get introduced to Kate's character because uh, she was in New York at the time, and her father Father, yeah. died Yeah. yeah. It, as I said, there are
2: plenty of great movies out there to go see that that tie into this it's great series out there. Um, as I Daredevil, Punisher, great series. There are other ones. Loki's not too bad of a series uh, yeah. either. Loki's Season fun. Loki's been fun. So go check them out. They're all on Disney Plus. You can sit there yeah. and watch them. Or find the other more obscure ones. Uh, as I said, in Inhumans, I actually sat and watched that because I couldn't find anything else to watch. It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Agents of
3: S.H.I.E.L.D. started out really good. It but did. towards the end, it was just like, why am I watching this? Yeah,
2: and one that was sneaky good, and I believe it was just on FX. I don't. I'm sure you can find it somewhere now, though. Legion. Legion was pretty good. It was sneaky good. So go check that one out as well. All right, when we come back. We gotta talk about you know the other day we talked about movies that are so bad that they might just be brilliant or good. Today we're gonna to talk about movies that why was why was this movie made? Yeah, why? Why? We're gonna talk about that coming up in just a moment.
0: All right, in the souls. Everyone, quiet down. Dave and Ryan's movie review segment three and action.
1: There are some questions that have no logical answers, like why do some people think Vin Diesel can act? Or why do they keep making those damn Medea movies? Seriously, give me an answer. You can't. Like pretty much every Tyler Perry movie, there are some that should never be made. But unfortunately, some Hollywood studios thought they could make a quick buck. Now don't get me wrong. there are some movies that have a very interesting backstory that've actually been quite appealing. Good or bad. Dave and Ryan have been tasked with answering this impossible question: Why was this movie made?
2: All right, so last week we talked about movies that are so bad. They might be good or even brilliant. Yes, but these are all gonna these are both gonna be movies that are bad and there is not a redeeming quality about them in my eyes
3: i i will agree i will agree
2: okay so we're gonna let you go ahead and kick this one off so go ahead and take it away
3: all right so i chose from nineteen ninety two mom and dad save the world now this movie's rated pg uh... it's got quite a few uh... good actors that you'll remember that you'll recognize uh, terry Gard, jeffrey jones john levitt's uh... wallet sean Eric Idle and Kathy Ireland are all in this movie. Um, I would watch it just for Kathy Ireland. She was pretty good in it. <laughs> but but yeah, so uh, so the synopsis of this movie is an alien overlord plans to blow up the earth. But first, he snatches and proposes to marry an earth woman. Oh, this, this movie is... Ba- it's like a comic book movie, if like an early '90s comic book movie, and it's just, it's horrible. You know, they didn't have a big budget, so the, all the special effects are practical, and you know, some of the ones that aren't practical, it's just, it's just bad. It's just, it's horrible. When the car's being snatched from Earth, basically, they're driving in a station wagon, and uh, John Lovitz is the the evil imp- the overlord or whatever of the planet, and he uses a giant magnet to snatch the car and it's flying through outer space. And it's as they pass through by Saturn, they roll up the windows. <laughs> it's, it's better. It, yeah. You know, and uh, they, they made all these like elaborate costumes. Like uh, there's dog people. There's like fish people. It's just, it's just bad. Yeah. I know my phone keeps going. Sorry, Dave looking at my Apple watch, but uh yeah. So this movie was directed by uh Greg Beeman, who actually has quite a good career in TV shows. Uh, he directed some of the episodes of The Wonder Years, Nash Bridges, JAG, Heroes, Melrose Place, Smallville, Once Upon a Time, Razzoli and Isles, The Rookie, Swat, Lucifer, Batwoman, Stargirl, and The Flash. Maybe he
2: should have just stuck to television then, if this movie is that yeah, terrible. Yeah, it, it
3: was bad, but but this was written by... Uh, Chris Matheson and Ed Solman, both of them, they wrote all the Bill and Ted's, one, two, and the new one that just came out. And then Chris also wrote the uh, Goofy movie. Great movie. It is. Uh, Ed, um, (laughs) his next project was uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original one. The The not good one. (laughs) The not good one. But he also did uh, Men in Black. The two thousand uh, Charlie's Angels, and now you see me one and two, so they have some good credentials. But this movie was just so bad, Dave. It was so bad. So I guess my question, because I've
2: never seen this, I've heard about how bad this movie was. Th-
3: there's one point in this movie at towards the end where, um, so everyone on this planet's like super dumb. Mm-hmm. So they have this um, enhanced grenade, basically, that if you pick it up, you get sucked into this like void, and on on the grenade it says pick me up, and so they set it down to distract the whole army, and then one by one they just pick it up. Oh, hey, what's that? Oh, and it's just over and over like oh we're gonna need more men. It's just it's just so stupid. So
2: that, and that's that was gonna be my question is where where does this fall as far as you know, what what was the final straw? Let's put it that way for you, in this movie.
3: The whole thing was the final straw. Just day. like
2: started at the opening credits and ended when the, when the movie ended. Yeah,
3: you know, honestly, this probably should have been a TV movie. But, you know, since it you know, had some, at the time, it had some, some pretty big stars. John Lovitz in the early 90s mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Jones was Be- huge.
2: Before he got into trouble.
3: Yes, before he got into trouble. Kathy Ireland was, like, the biggest supermodel at the time back then. And in this movie, you know why. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, I, I, I recommend you watching it just for her. Just
2: for Kathy Ireland. So, yes. that's, is, so would you say that Kathy Ireland is a redeeming quality? It's the only
3: quality of this movie.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay, so mine, I, I stuck with Marvel, okay? Because I know there are plenty of movies out there that people wonder... As far as, especially in the Marvel Universe, why, why this movie was made. This movie... You might get shanked later on. That's okay. This movie was strictly a, a cash grab. okay? And it is Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, uh, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. And Christian Bale and Russell Crowe were wasted in this movie. Especially Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Could have been such yeah. a great character that it it's just not, it, his character and his performance was wasted. Russell Crowe was in this movie for five or ten minutes, could have been more impactful. Yeah, well, it's well, nothing. They, he they was ca- Zeus. They, ca-
3: they kind of set him up for more movies, because at, at the end credits...
2: They did, but with as poor as this movie did, did they? Is he going to come around? And I, I'm going to talk about that here towards the end. Uh, like I said, it's not a great film. Tries to recapture the magic of Ragnarok because Thor, the first couple of movies, kind of, the second one of they, especially they got serious. beat down. Yeah. It got beat down big time. Uh, Ragnarok was a good film. I thought it was fun. It was a lot of, it was, it was a good time. Uh, you had uh, Taika Waititi just kind of jumping in and trying things out and it worked in that movie. Okay. Uh, this one, not so much. He, was, he directed this one as well. Uh, And it just it just fails. It falls flat. It fails miserably. The Guardians of the Galaxy couldn't even save this movie. And they're in the beginning of it. Uh, It has to do with Thor's retirement. It's being interrupted by word of Gore, the God Butcher. uh, And he heads off on an adventure where Jane Foster wields the power of Mjolnir as the mighty Thor. I think that was another reason they made this movie was just to get Jane Foster in there as Thor.
3: Yeah, they, they had to tie up her storyline eventually. Yes,
2: because, spoiler alert, Jane Foster passes away in this movie. Yes. She has cancer, a very aggressive kind of cancer, and as long as she is Thor, she's fine. Yeah. But the minute she, that she's not, yeah, she goes back to, a, you the, know, ha-
3: the hammer, you know, was a double-edged sword.
2: It definitely, definitely was. Um, and I think the blame for this movie, as far as I'm concerned, blame for this movie goes right at the feet of director, director Taika Waititi. Uh, He didn't take it seriously. He thought he was trying to reinvent the wheel. Then stories came out after the movie was so poorly done and and it it performed so poorly that some days he wasn't even on set. He was directing this movie remotely. So I I think he thought it was just going to be a walk in the park just like Ragnarok was. And he just added so many elements to this that just didn't even make sense. I know they're in the comics, but the goats are terrible.
3: I like the goats. Okay, the goats
2: are bad. Uh, they, have, <laughs> they had all the gods in this. Yeah. Um, the fact that the movie was so bad that one of the mid-credits scene, it, and that's what we were talking about, it introduced Hercules to the MCU. Yeah. But is that going to be a throwaway now? Because this movie did so terribly. He
3: didn't look, Hercules didn't really look that good.
2: Well, he wasn't. He, he Hercules is Hercules, you know? Yeah. It, it, and, and of course, he's Zeus's son, and Zeus gets him to kind of go back, and they're setting him up, Hercules to kind of go up against him against Thor in battle. Is basically yeah. what they're doing. Uh, Thor gets a, a quasi daughter in this movie. Yeah, um, it ends that on that note. But I just, I think that that the director just thought this was going to be easy. The third one was great; everybody loved it, most people. But it just fell short for me and it felt like it was forced and it felt like a cash grab.
3: Yeah. Well, I can see how, um, so this one kind of, uh, plays into what we were talking about earlier about how they were basically making like new Avengers. Um, and the, uh, she could be part of the new Avengers as the new Thor. Um, cause you know, uh, we talked about Captain Marvel. Um, at the end of that, there was a scene where uh, she's recruiting. They're and just so, setting it up. Yep. Yeah, so this could be kind of, you know, just like in the Iron Man movies when uh, uh, Fury came to visit uh, Tony Stark. You know, he's talking about the Avengers initiative.
2: Well, I, I kept waiting, and I know we're going back, but I kept waiting when, when Ms. Marvel at the end of the Marvels is talking to uh, St- Haley Stanfield or Steinfeld, um, Kate Bishop. I kept waiting for her to say, Have you ever heard of the Avengers initiative? I kept waiting for that line to pop <laughs> out. But that and that could be, you know, it, it could be uh, going off in a different direction or, or things like that. I, I don't think that we're done seeing Thor yet. I, in I, in Marvel I movies. Think we're it's done possible to him. see him think, maybe once or twice.
3: I think we're done seeing him as kind of the main, yes. The main person.
2: Yes, I, I could see him. Taking a a mentor like role, yeah. I could see that maybe coming to to fruition. Uh, the other thing that scares me is that there is talk of Taika Waititi directing a Star Wars movie, and I'm like, no, you just keep him away from it. Let him stick to, let him stick to Jojo Rabbit, and which was a fabulous hey, movie.
3: He couldn't do any worse than Ron Howard.
2: Well, are you sure about that?
3: Yeah, George is looking at me, giving me the stink eye.
2: I'm just I'm just saying Taika Waititi needs to stay away from Star Wars movies and and that just don't let him even be anywhere near it. And with him doing this to a Marvel movie, I can't see how Disney would allow him to do a Star Wars movie. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. We're going to wrap it up Uh, next week. We'll bring a whole new series of questions and movie reviews and a lot of fun. So uh, just stick around and we'll talk to you then.